Hello, dear listeners. This is Beth. I am the voice of Andrea Davies on The Diarist. And I just wanted to jump in before this next episode and say a huge thank you to all of you for listening and supporting us. This has been a labor of love and passion, and we're just thrilled you're here with us on the journey. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can find us on... That's my cat. He gets edited out most of the time. Um, You can find us on Twitter at at @diaristpodcast. Shout us a hello there. You can also support us by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It really does help get the word out and get us more listeners. And if you want, uh, we also have a Patreon page where you can become a member and give us a sustaining donation. You can start at as little as a dollar a month and everything helps offset the cost of making this. So again, and most importantly, thank you so much and enjoy the next episode. You're listening to The Diarist, a Red Couch Black Dog production. Episode 8, Everyone Knows. The morning after Coney Island, my entire body was on fire. It seemed I had a terrible sunburn. This felt like an existential change. I didn't mind. I was growing to like it. At least I felt something. The pain seemed a testament to my strength, my existence. It wasn't the pain that worried me. It was the fear that Richard too had a burn, and that by Monday, nearly one day away, we would look like twins. Diabolical infidels. And it would be apparent to everyone at Roth, Hayes, and Johnson what kind of woman I was. It seemed the most romantic day of my life branded me. And mother. Yes, I knew as soon as I opened my eyes the telephone would ring. And it did. Three B-52 bombers landed at March Air Force Base in California today, completing the first non-stop jet flight around the world. Hello? What have you done? I was going to call you just as soon as I... It seems that there are many things you were going to do that you failed at completely. Let me ask you, what kind of girl are you? Is there a perverse pleasure in the back of your mind, destroying everything decent, destroying my life as well as your own? My life? 
Oh, mother, do I have a life? Have I ever had one? And why would you care so damn much? Why would you want a life for me if I would just be miserable? Stop. I'm afraid you're beyond help. You're an indecent girl. I should have seen it all along, the way you kept secrets with your father. You always kept a close eye on the door, ready to leave my control. Why couldn't I have Sarah McGinnis for a daughter? And why couldn't I have had Mrs. McGinnis for a mother? Or anyone but you, for that matter? Do you think you would have been accepted by any decent woman? Victoria McGinnis would have thrown you out a long time ago. What are you getting at, Mother? What is it that you think I've done that's so indecent? You're indecent. Just get to it. Say it. Say what? Andrea, you are no longer my responsibility. I don't have to play cat and mouse with you. Good. And that poor woman. Imagine what she must feel like. Who, Mother? What poor woman? You know damned well what woman. His wife. Are you speaking of Mrs. Hayes? Oh, stop the charade. Please stop being such a liar. The truth can't find its way out of your mouth. One lie after another. If I'm a liar, then I learned it from you. What a phony you are. Do you think the girls at the club don't see right through you? How desperate you are to be something you aren't? My God, you're a fool, and you're trying to use me to cover it up. Mother? Mother, I'm sorry. That was a cruel thing to say. It's good. It's out in the open. If that's the way you feel. It's not. Don't ever contact me again. You're angry. Do you mean that? I most certainly do. Mother? What do you expect? There is no way to save face now. I don't know how I can ever dig myself out of this. Mother, what if I told you we are planning to get married? Whom? Don't be angry. Let me tell you, it will blow over. His wife doesn't want to be with him. She told me herself. What are you talking about? I know her. I take care of her sometimes. Oh, please. Tell me this is a dream. No, a nightmare. Let me wake up and let this be over. What if I were to marry him and we were to have children together? You aren't so naive to believe that's how things work, are you? Well, why not? Don't you know? What? That's what all whores believe? How could you? All I had was my reputation. Now it's ruined. The next day at work, I wore my emerald silk dress, the one with the casual cut, a conservative boat neckline, yet sophisticated in its silky sheen. I wore my black Mary Jane pumps and pale stockings with a black seam. What did I wear underneath? A mint green silk slip. I'd purchased it for a cousin's wedding the summer before. While it sounds elegant, I know, it was fit for the office. I did my best to conceal the sunburn. It seemed to darken overnight, likely the healing process. My hair was up, not quite bouffant, but held back in a twist with a comb. I felt so conspicuous. I did the only thing I could. I acted normal. I induced a sort of amnesia once I entered the office. I became Andrea the secretary, not Andrea the mistress. 
Oh god, yes, even back then I knew I was a mistress. Maybe even a dark temptress. Perhaps some primal desire to break free led me to entice a desperate man into my web. My mind swirled and swirled. I was the first in the office that morning. I started a pot of coffee and gathered Richard's agenda. I decided I would continue to call him Mr. Hayes. In fact, I decided to treat him exactly as we had before. I hoped he would remain short with me, brisk and strict. There would be nothing more convincing than a lack of observable change in Richard. I also prayed his sunburn was not as severe as my own. Ellen arrived at the office next. Richard followed. Then, the rest of the employees. Oh, there you are. Darling, I feel horrible. Hello. Dear, you have a terrible sunburn. Yes, I I was at Mother's Gardening all day. It looks terribly painful. Have you put an oxima on it? Yes. That makes me very self-conscious. I feel like a lobster. Well, you look beautiful even with the burn. In fact, it gives you color. I'm sure you need it after the breakup. You heard? We all have. Word travels fast. He had to tell his girl, and, well, you know, well, word does travel fast. Yes, I suppose I do know that. Are you going to stay on? Will it be bearable? For now, I will. I was hoping to work on more campaigns. Mr. Hayes had me do the Oranda. They're presenting it this week. Will you have to sit in on the meeting? You know how Mr. Hayes is. It depends on what he tells me to do. I don't want to. Not yet. I'd like to keep my distance with Stephen until things blow over. Do you mind me asking, what happened? Oh, Ellen, I don't know. At first I thought it was cold feet, but I realized... Don't you ever wonder what life would be like without the chains that us girls were forced to wear? I guess I don't see it that way. Well, maybe you have the best of both worlds. Your career and Howard. Yes, I suppose I do. Anyway, I suppose I shouldn't compare myself. No, no, it's natural. I think I hear the elevator. I'd better meet Mr. Hayes and take his coat. All right, dear. I'm right behind you. I'm going to get the payroll squared away before... Good morning, Mr. Hayes. Let me just put your coat away and I'll bring your coffee right in. Yes, I'd like to go over the week's agenda. Yes, sir. Richard, uh, Mr. Hayes... Is something wrong, Ellen? No, sir. It's just that you're awfully sunburned, too. Too? Like Andrea. Yes, I spent the day golfing with the boys from Kenworth. But you know that, Ellen. You arranged for the game. Oh, yes, sir. I'm sorry. Andrea, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have assumed... I already told you I was at Mother's. Andrea, as much as I'd like to chit-chat with you girls, I have a great deal of work to do. I'm sure you do, too, Ellen. Yes, sir. I'll be right in. What was that all about? You can trust me, Andrea. Trust you with what? Am I imagining it? I don't know what you're referring to. Because we both have a sunburn? Really? Is the office so lacking in juicy gossip that you'll throw my reputation to the wolves? Really, I'm insulted. Andrea, now. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Your coffee and your mail. 
sit down. Yes, sir. Andrea, you don't have to call me Mr. Hayes or sir. Maybe in the office, but not when we're alone. Don't you know that? You can drop the formalities when we're alone. Yes, of course. How are you? Honestly, I'm... I feel as if... Richard Mother has disowned me. She said the most horrible things to me. When you told her? That's just it. I didn't have to tell her. She already knew. And now this, the sunburns? I feel as if my indiscretion has been announced to the world. On a bullhorn. It's terribly upsetting. Do you want to leave the firm? For a while, at least? I don't know. Honestly, I love working here, but the thought of passing Stephen every day in the hallway or working together... Because? Do I have to explain? No, I suppose not. If it helps, I don't think Ellen really suspects. That's just it. She does. That's just it. Everyone knows. It's obvious. I don't know how I could be so stupid, foolish. Do you want to leave the firm? No. But I'm afraid I have to. Andrea, I'm going to make you my wife. All of this won't matter. In due time, darling. You'll be my wife. How? There's no way for that. Besides, Mother said that's what all men say to their... Their what? Mistresses? Yes. But you know that's not it at all, don't you? I'm not sure of anything anymore. Do you feel you've made a mistake with me? Oh, of course not. I'm in love with you. I see now how little everything else matters when one has found love. It makes me happy to hear you say that. To know you feel that way. Listen, I know it's a disappointment to leave the firm. I know it is. But would it be so horrible to carry on as my wife? I don't understand. Take care of the household and Margot. Your household? Ours. At the apartment for now. Once you're married, we can find a more suitable place. But you're forgetting Margaret. She's very ill. Yes, but she's your wife. She's living with you. The mother of your child. For now, just behave as you always do. I'll have Ellen find someone to fill in for the rest of the week. We'll say that you're broken about Stephen. You need time. Then we'll just move gently into our new lives. Surgical. Surgical. Yes. But maybe not just yet. You are happy with the arrangement I'm proposing, aren't you? Of course. Then why wait? Maybe it won't be so bad once things blow over. All right, it's your decision. Go open the door. Are you able to sit through the random meeting today? If that's what you'd like. Yes, that's what I'd like. I'm sorry to disturb you. You're right on schedule. Andrea, please pick up the catering for the meeting. Yes, Mr. Hayes. And Andrea, Stephen Morris and I will meet first, and then you can bring in food and set up the presentation boards for the lunch meeting with Orinda. I'll need you back here by 1 o'clock and ready to sit in. Yes, sir. Ellen, send Stephen in. I'd also like you to find a replacement for Andrea for the next week or so. A replacement? Yes. 
I need a little time away. Yes, I understand, dear. Should I just pick a girl from the pool? I'll have to train her all over again, just like I did with Andrea. There's a new girl. Her name is Velvet. She's quite a quick study. I don't care what you have to do. Just get a replacement for the rest of the week. Yes, sir. I didn't mean to... That's enough. Andrea, see Stephen Morrison. It's a busy time, Andrea. It won't be easy for any of us to fill your position. You made that clear. What an imposition it is to do your job. Hello, Stephen. Hmm. Out in the sun? Yes, I was at Mother's. On Sunday? Yes, of course. You must have seen my parents there. Yes. Why were they there? I I was wondering. Well, drowning their sorrows, I suppose. I mean, who can blame them? I spent the whole weekend at the bar. Well, I was out at the garden most of the time. You know how big Mother's property is. Hmm. Will you be sitting in with Arinda? Will I have the pleasure? Yes. It's my account. Please don't be condescending. (laughs) Your account? What are you, an ad man now? Is that what a sunburn will get you these days? Stephen, Mr. Hayes will see you. What a charade. Rich! Andrea, a little birdie told me you were going over to the deli to pick up lunch for the Arinda meeting. What are you doing here? It's Monday. I always meet Nathan on Mondays. We have breakfast together. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I thought I would come say hello. Ellen told me the news. Yes. Are you terribly heartbroken? Why did he cut things off? He didn't. I ended things. But why? Oh, Lucy. I'm so upset right now. I have to run and get the food for the meeting. You mean Mr. Hayes has you sitting in on a meeting with Stephen? Has he no compassion? Well, I've got to get the sandwiches and get back to set up the presentation. Well, can't I walk over with you and we could grab a coffee at the deli before you return to the office? I wanted to make sure you're all right. I would like that very much, but I'm afraid I don't have time for coffee. And besides, my my nerves are frayed right now. May I ask... uh, I don't... Well, I'll come right out with it. Ellen said she thought, or some of the girls, rather, well, you and Mr. Hayes, working on the campaign, you all dressed up like a princess and the sunburns, and she, I mean, they, all thought that maybe there was something between you. Of course, that led me to think To think what, Lucy? I guess my imagination is just running away with me, but I imagine that maybe Stephen got jealous and... I already told you I ended things. Of course. Even at that, there could still be some truth to the rumor. I'm not saying Let's just let it be. I'm not only insulted, but I feel as if I've lost two of my dearest friends. I never thought the gossip would turn on me. Scandal. You've known Richard as long as I have, and you know he doesn't... Richard? You see, Andrea, I never called him Richard. It was always Mr. Hayes with me. You know, Lucy, on second thought, I really need to concentrate on the meeting today. 
I won't have time to walk together. But Andrea, you can't just run away from your problems. I'll have to take a rain check. Goodbye. I changed my mind. That was the beginning of it, wasn't it? The isolation. The idea that my name was tarnished and my constitution much weaker than I imagined. What choice did I have? My actions were in plain view and I couldn't stand being the object of gossip. At least pretending to be Richard's wife in the afternoon and evenings would give me a sense of purpose. I decided to throw myself into my new role with just the same dedication as I took my job. The thought of it made me want Richard's attention all the more. Even that last day at Roth, Hayes and Johnson, what really stood out most? It wasn't the rumors and betrayal of the office girls. It wasn't Stephen's accusations. It was those few moments alone with Richard Hayes in his office. Oh, you are right, darling. I want to make you my wife. Things had to change. Any girl could see that. Mother? Haven't you guessed by now, reader? Mother was nothing but poison. Yes, of course, I was hurt, but how else could I have escaped her? So yes, I left Roth, Hayes, and Johnson. I promised myself I would return with renewed vigor. Maybe I knew deep down that I wouldn't. Richard and I had a wonderful arrangement. He was truly my husband in every way. And who cared about a signed marriage license? What was a piece of paper? So my job was to pick up Margot after Elizabeth brought her home from nursery school. She'd have her fed and dressed for an afternoon with me. Even that first week, I saw what a wonderful mother I was. We had so much fun together. The days flew by. I'd bring her back to my apartment, settle her in for a nap, and prepare dinner for Richard. I found that, like my clothing, I grew to read his likes and dislikes with food, routine, even conversation. As for Margaret Hayes, to be completely honest, I was growing fond of her, or at least fond of our silly little conversations. Sometimes I'd come a little early, before Elizabeth was back with Margot. I'd bring her a little treat. There was something about her that I found entertaining. She was fascinating. And I thought, yes, maybe if I could gain her trust, maybe I could even help her. Miss Davies? Tom? Well, here we are. I can see my way up. hasn't happened yet. Don't you think I've thought of that? I... This is a terrible way to spend all of it. <sighs> this is a bad idea. I... No, I hadn't. No, 
that's unbearable. That too. If he can, I trust that he will. What? Who is she? Well, give her my name then, won't you? But how? No, how can I? I don't have any clothes. Or money. No, I'm afraid not. They- Margaret? Oh! Molly! Uh, don't you know a girl can get sick doing that? Oh, is, is that you, Molly? Have you brought me a cookie? Yes, I did. But you know my name isn't Molly, don't you? Well, who else visits me every day? I know you're not Dottie. Come here, Andrea. So you do know my name. Here, have a cookie. You told me you like peanut butter, isn't that right? Yes, that's just right. You seem so much better today, Margaret. Who were you talking on the phone with? On the phone? Why, you've lost your mind, Molly. What is a telephone? <laughs> you know, you're easy to tease. I can't help it. All right, I won't question you. I'm not a judge and jury. Have you come for the girl? Margot? Yes, I have. But she's not back yet. Why do you suppose he sends you when he knows the girl doesn't get home until noon? He doesn't. Mm. He doesn't, does he? Shall I get you some milk? Milk? <laughs> I'd like a cigarette. Well, I'm afraid I don't have any cigarettes. The advertising executive does. Does what? Have cigarettes. Wouldn't you like to have a smoke with me? I'm sure I can rummage some secrets from this little brain of mine. <laughs> I'm sure he does. He does enjoy a smoke, but he's not here. Right there. See that room there at the end of the hall? It's his study. Is it now? I didn't know that. I didn't know he had a study. Oh, you'd be surprised, Molly, at the things he keeps in there. I think he's got a trunk of my clothes in there. Is that so? Why would he keep Go have a look. I'll keep guard. Fetch me a pair of pants and sweater. And his cigarettes are in his desk drawer. Well, I'm sure if he wanted to show me, he would. Say, Margaret, this is an unsavory relationship. Unsavory? You and the executive? Molly, give me another cookie, would you? Of course. No, I mean you and me. I come a little early because these last few weeks or so I've I've grown fond of you. <laughs> nice of you to say, young lady. I wish the feeling were mutual, but it isn't. It's not your carrying on with him. I've made it clear I don't care about that. It's your timid nature. I'm not timid at all. But you're afraid to go into his study. Freud would say it was fear of what is inside Richard, not his office. Are you kidding me, Margaret? That's quite an absurd thing to say, but profound. You aren't crazy, are you? You know what's going on, don't you? Only if you consider the principles of chemistry a joke. Now see, there you go. Let me see. If you... We're undergoing psychoanalysis. He would say it's 
quite revealing that you and your lover's wife are trapped. That's enough. You see, Dr. Freud is right after all. Stop being so cruel. What do you want to know? Get me a cigarette and I'll tell you. Just like the gypsy in the booth at Coney Island. I'll grant you five minutes of sanity. You can ask me any question you'd like. Then, like the mechanical truth teller, I'll stop mid-sentence until you give me another. First, I'd like a smoke. My game, my rules. Very well. Where would I find a box of cigarettes? I already told you, didn't I? Elizabeth will be here soon. If I go in there and she should come home... Don't blame me. That's just it. It doesn't matter. Richard would be very angry with me. Would he? Does he keep secrets from you? Is there something in there you're afraid you'll find? A dead body? See, there you go again. Besides, don't all men keep secrets? Listen, girlie. Get your old sister a cigarette. Haven't you heard? I have a terminal illness. I hardly have an hour. And if you want your fortune told oh, before... Oh, now you're... All right, I'll go get you one. But you have to... I want to I wanna ask you some questions, and... Very well. Hurry up with it. Andrea, while you're invading his privacy, why don't you have a look in the top drawer of the dresser below the bookcase against that back wall? You see? You see how you act? I would never do such a thing. Well, I thought you'd be interested is all. Very... Well, I'm not. Here, I found a cigarette. Two? One for each of us. All right. Go ahead, then. Go ahead what? Put the coin in and I will tell you your fortune. I don't know what you mean. The cigarette. Put the cigarette in my mouth and light it. Why should I? Well, if you want me to tell your fortune. That wasn't... (sighs) All right. All right, dear. What do you want to know? Do you care? What for? I suppose I'd like to know if you care for Richard. No. I didn't want either of them. Don't you see that's an awful thing to say about your own daughter? That's what I can't understand, Margaret. How could you treat your own child this way? Is that your final question? Final? That's the one. Did you ever love him? (laughs) I don't know if I should tell you the answer to this one, dearie. Mr. Hayes and I, we're two old gentlemen, but we can't share a smoke like a couple of civilized men. Oh, you're silly. He said you wouldn't care about... That's what I want to know. I feel terrible. You know, he's had me put away four times. My own doing, I assure you, but he has a plan. In the beyond, there's mother and father, and somewhere farther out, out of all these solar systems, there is Dottie. Well, I called her Dottie. There is Dorothy. And if I had taken a step in any other direction, anyone, I would have been free. If I had done what Dottie had told me, I could have been free. There would be no baby. No, I would gladly have refused the child, just as Dottie and I had talked about. They got to Dottie first, and when I looked into her green eyes, 
she died. She was dead, Andrea. She was never alive, and now she's gone. Not really, not on... Well, face value, I mean... But of course, I had to tell Mother. Didn't she always want me to be straight and narrow? She thought I was just the type. Or she could force me to be. How? Finding a playboy. A rotten piece of garbage. Don't think your sister is any angel either. She always knew how to fix herself up pretty and talk with some kind of air, I suppose. Did you bring just one cigarette? Oh, you're confused, Margaret. But I do believe you were hurt by your parents. I too have a mother who disowned me, who was quite cruel, even. I left her for Richard, too. I, I mean... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to... Did you bring just one cigarette? Here, sit down, dear. Eliz Elizabeth will be back. We'll have another cigarette when I see you on Monday. To hell we will. Get your hands off me. I demand you release me. Margaret, I'm not even touching you. You listen to me, you goddamn liar. I'll strike you if you touch me again. Help me! Help! That's Elizabeth and Margot. Please get a hold of yourself. I didn't mean to upset you. Close the door on your way out. Do you live in a barn? Oh, Dottie, they're torturing me. Brain torture! Oh, Dottie, I'll end up like you. Here, let me help you to your Don't room. Don't touch me! Don't you dare tie my hands! Miss Davies, are you all right? I took Margot to mail a letter to her grandmother. Margot, go to your room while we take care of your mother. Go on now. Put a pillow over your head so you don't hear the screaming. Is that a cigarette on the floor? Get it before it catches. I'll help Margaret back to her room. No! Don't you dare take me back there! Let me help you. No, get her medicine and a little brandy. It's in the medicine cabinet in the bathroom. Yes, all right. It's the Milltown in the brown bottle. It should be nearly full. This is it, here. Help me now. What is she doing? Where is she? She's locked herself in there, Mr. Hayes. The story you are about to hear is true. Margaret, open the door, please. To protect the innocent. Margaret, open the door. Go away. Do as I say. I did too. Once I could translate the psychology, separate it from the natural biology. Cells move in the same direction with heredity. I tried to measure the length of time he held my gaze in just that way, in inches, the length of time. He had that same smile, a gentleman on one side and the devil on the other. Andrea, please admit to yourself that you know this smile. Otherwise, I'll think I've gone mad. His amusement controls his eyes. He's still a frozen man inside of himself. That is why I say he's the devil. The doctor wants me to go somewhere. 
There is medicine and treatment that can align this sort of thinking. I saw him through the glow of luminance in the hallway. Something had caused a celestial light. Maybe it truly was the light in the hallway. I was in a white nightgown, hair melted down my shoulders. Oh, I had that headache. I'm sure I've mentioned it. He sat down next to me. I remember you, Margaret. Do you remember me? A peculiar kind of pain that ran down my back. I told myself not to cry until my funeral. At least I could do that for myself. Andrea, if you can't help me, please, find Dottie. I've hidden a piece of paper from my writing desk. I wrote down everything I knew about Dottie. Her features, the names she passed on to me from time to time. Dottie would know what to do. I realized yesterday that too much time had expanded just too long. Andrea, I'm sorry you're going crazy. I know how much that weakens a girl's spirit. For what it matters, you were very pretty before, but we're the same. You and I can see it. There's no way to read backwards. I assure you, I've tried. You'll try to heat this. I've never worn lockets. I forbid them. I didn't care who was inside. I couldn't be concerned with what they had to say. Poof! There it was, around my neck. That surprised me more, perhaps, than what Dottie interjected. Don't listen! Hers was a constant hum of consonants and syllables. Words, really, but she wouldn't call them that. Is he breathing? He's still alive, Emerson. I don't know how much time he's got. Ambulance? On the way. Let's round up all the Margaret, open the door, please. Go away. Do as I say. Margaret, open the door. We took all the men back to the city hall. There were 23 in the trap door. Stay at the time. Emerson. I don't know how much time he's
Hello, dear listeners. This is Beth. I am the voice of Andrea Davies on The Diarist. And I just wanted to jump in before this next episode and say a huge thank you to all of you for listening and supporting us. This has been a labor of love and passion, and we're just thrilled you're here with us on the journey. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can find us on... That's my cat. He gets edited out most of the time. Um, You can find us on Twitter at at Diarist Podcast. Shout us a hello there. You can also support us by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It really does help get the word out and get us more listeners. And if you want, uh, we also have a Patreon page where you can become a member and give us a sustaining donation. You can start at as little as a dollar a month and everything helps offset the cost of making this. So again, and most importantly, thank you so much and enjoy the next episode.